0: Wait a minute. You like wrestling. Of course I like wrestling. That's why I hate it. Outlaws.
1: Wrestling is better than the things you like. Outlaws. You'll take those rattlesnake fangs and you'll stick them right in my ass. What? Christmas Outlaws, uh, welcome to episode forty-five of the Middle East Outlaws podcast. We said we were going to come up with a name for our, out, our band of outlaws, but we're, we're going to have to put a put a wee a wee checker on that until uh, until inspiration hits Adam. Until then, band of outlaws. Okay. Happy Happy Christmas, Adam. How's it going? Happy Christmas. Yeah, good, good,
0: thanks. Um, The the madness, I think, is over and it's a quiet few days. Um, So, yeah, good. You?
1: Nice. Yeah, madness is never over, (laughs) Um, but it's calming down. So, aye, good. Just, yeah, nice to to be getting a break. Um, Not due back to work for a good while, so happy days. Um, Today we meet again. And we're going to talk about royal Rumble to in 2003 a choice made by me mainly for angle Benoit um and we'll 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 chat that through we'll see what we think but um yeah happy just to get into things yeah let's go for it okay January 2003 do you remember it well uh I, I, I don't um
0: well ah uh, I uh, how old would i have been 23 yeah no
1: 22 22 23 22 22 final answer
0: were you were you watching wrestling then uh i don't i think i maybe was i think i'd maybe started again um yeah probably about 2003 if i wasn't now i think i was back fully immersed
1: by later in the year anyway okay I seem to remember watching round about this time. Was, was Hogan Hogan involved round about here? He must have been pre- previous to this Royal Rumble. He's obviously not involved here. Yeah. Um, but he, he must be in the company. Yeah, I think, yeah, he must have been. Yeah. I seem, I seem to remember having quite an in-depth conversation with one of our mutual friends in a in a nightclub about Hulk Hogan <laughs> round about this point in time. Nice. It was uh, pretty deep. <laughs> so anyway... January 2003, In the Club by 50 Cent was released. Hmm. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Oakland Raiders in Super Bowl 37. This is way before our time of getting involved in, in watching the NFL. Yep. Um, some popular TV programs at the time, Adam, or Frasier, Friends, The Royal Family, and Will and Grace. Nice. So basically, Channel 4 now. Yep. <clears throat> Of the <laughs> Royal Family. Uh, Greta Thunberg was born. Okay. Our said mutual friends, probably one of their favourite people um, <laughs> in all the world. Solly Murray. Um, the original Sheikh passed away at the age of 76. The original okay. Sheikh is, of course, the uncle of. Uh,
0: um,
1: Sabu. Nice. I was going to say RVD, I don't
0: know why. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: same guy. Uh, UK number one. January 20, 2003, what do you think? Oh, this is
0: quite easy, I think. Uh, I think it's definitely that one song by Holly
1: Valance. Oh, wow. Kiss Kiss. Yeah, definitely. definitely. It's, not that. It. it's not that. Have you been listening to this song on repeat or something?
0: No, I just... <laughs> then? I just, somehow in my mind, I thought if I said it really confidently, it,
1: it would be right. Oh, man. Sorry, actually, oh. I do check some of these things before we speak. So, no. uh, Sounded Underground by Girls Aloud. Okay, fair enough. Uh, America, rapper.
0: And, and, it, and you've said 50 Cent in the club. It's not, though, is it? It's not. Eminem. Nah, it uh, no, Eminem, M&M. oh. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, what are we thinking here? Second album? Third album?
1: Um... Uh, uh, uh nah, don't know. <laughs> what about if I give you a clue? It's not off one of his solo albums.
0: Oh, so it's 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 from the soundtrack to Eight Mile, is it? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. uh, so. Uh, what what was that actually called? It's a brilliant song. It's one of my favourites by him. Um, lose yourself.
1: Nice. There you guys go. going to tell you it was called Mum's Spaghetti, but you've got <laughs> Lose Yourself. Well done. Awesome. And with that in mind, what do you think was UK box office number one? Uh, The Fast and the Furious. Oh, my God. With that in mind, with Lose Yourself by Eminem (laughs) at number one in America, with that in mind, what do you think was the UK box office number one movie? Uh, Eight eight Mile. Yeah, it was. How'd you get that? Damn it. Impressive. Uh... I bet that You will never get this. If you get this, the the American box office is number one. If you get this, you can pick every one that we do from now on. It's a kid's film. It involves an animal. Um,
0: 2003. (laughs) Uh, Over the Hedge.
1: Great guess. Uh, And great film. But no, I'm afraid not. It's Kangaroo Jack. Uh, 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 Yeah. I wasn't going to was get was, it. Right. Yeah. Fair play. Good time. Yeah, where I over
0: the hedge from, but that's yeah. a, that's a good film. It was maybe a wee bit later than two thousand
1: and three, but yeah. Really? <sighs> that little rascal raccoon. Yeah, it
0: was trying awesome. to get the stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so there we go. January two thousand and three, and with that, let's get into it. the Royal Rumble. Uh, we're in the Fleet Center in Boston, Massachusetts. You've been there, Adam. Uh, no, no, okay, um, and roundabout. This must be the first rumble, I think, that they had, uh, since the brand split. The, the first ever uh, brand split,
0: yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: So I think this is the first rumble. So we're we're getting split commentary teams. Um, I was very excited to hear JR and King, uh, get back on for the rumble. Because I think we had Cole, Cole and Taz quite a good combination, actually. Yeah, it's not bad. I, d- not bad. I don't think. I'd... I always
0: wonder if Michael Cole's better now that he's not, you know, being shouted at in his headset. Because he, I think he was quite good just over. I don't know, produced, over shouted at.
1: No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Just on the Michael Cole front, for those taking a note at home, no frosted tips, dyed black hair at this mm. point, mm. very heavily. Dyed black hair mm. uh, so we get the we probably get the usual sort of um, video package of what it means to everybody to, to win the Royal Rumble and go on to Wrestlemania pretty standard fair round about this time Yep. Um, and I think we're greeted by Cole and Taz welcome us to Royal Rumble and we're kicking off with a match from Smackdown now, at this point and I, I don't know if we've spoken about this before but the difference between the quality of the SmackDown matches and the Raw matches is unbelievable. Fair to say?
0: Yeah, yeah. Even the
1: presentation. Yeah. It almost, it, yes, it's two different shows, but it almost feels like two, two different shows coming together. Which is, yeah. yes, you know what I mean. No, I mean, yep. um, the difference is unbelievable. Uh, it feels like SmackDown is the professional show and Raw's kind of like WCW a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, I get that. I, th- I know that there was always, from a certain point onwards, the like the good quality wrestling matches were on SmackDown, and that's what that show was about. And mm. Raw maybe had your slightly more over the top storyline driven stuff mm. on it. I think.
1: So this is our, our first match, SmackDown match, and the the winner of this match will get entered into the Rumble. Do you ever recall them ever doing anything like this before? Like these days, they have qualification matches for the rumble which they never actually tell you like what is the basis for qualification against the rumble yeah because sometimes people just say i would be in the royal rumble yeah um, I, I do remember at times
0: there would be like someone would have uh you'd have like a, a battle royal and the winner would get number 30 or something like that um uh-huh. and at times I think happened more than once, I think it happens here. Uh, someone being punished in some way or another by getting an early number. Um, but yeah, I don't really remember seeing on the show a winner of this match will
1: will qualify for it. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was interesting. It, it harks back to the time when there was probably a lot less people in the company and guys yeah. that wrestled on the show would then go into the yeah. Rumble. I remember Billy Gunn the Rumble with one one boot on because maybe shamrock could yeah. hurt his foot or something or his ankle yeah yeah um, so i used to quite like the idea of people limping at the rumble and stuff like that mm. taking in their, their food from earlier in the night yeah anyway we've got the big show with who is with paul heyman mm-hmm. uh, taking on brock lesnar and the winner uh, will enter the rumble like we said this point in time these two seem to be crossed quite a lot Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do remember Heyman screwing Lesnar I don't really recall his reasons for it
0: Yeah, I think what, what kind of came out of it was that he, you know, he'd brought him in he was his, his manager, he was the next big thing he became world champion and all that but there was something about Heyman then got to a stage where he didn't believe Lesnar could beat the big show uh, yeah. to keep his belt and Heyman basically wanted to go where he thought the belt would be, and the money would be. Um, So he decided to align himself with Big Show and go against Lesnar.
1: What do you think of presentation of Big Show here?
0: Um, I don't know if it's because I I, I always wanted to believe the Big Show as this, what was it, big nasty bastard character, and Mm -hmm. destroy everyone, unbeatable, huge, all that kind of thing. But I never really bought it. And when I watch, you know, these type of matches as well, I still don't buy it. Um, I don't know what they're trying for here, whether they're trying to have him as this big, serious threat to everyone. Um, The backing of Heyman should always, well, certainly would now, maybe not to the extent then, give somebody like that element of credibility and top of the card guy and all that kind of thing. But I don't know, I just didn't really
1: buy it. It didn't really do it for me. Really, that's interesting. Like yeah. his his um, physical presentation, with a sort of handlebar moustache, and the black jeans and the vest, it doesn't look great. Um, <laughs> but I th- I think I think this is the best they ever booked him. As far your as favorite one, yeah. Uh, oh, no. Hold on, I wouldn't say favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is the best they ever booked him. As far as coming across like a genuine threat and mm-hmm. people being scared of him um like you had run-ins between him and angle and angle was genuine you know came across maybe that's more about angle um <clears throat> mm-hmm. it just I feels think... like they, they never ever knew what to do with them he's yeah. presented better in wcw yeah think, than this whole time in wwe
0: i think so i i think what gets to me is obviously i'm watching this looking back and it's you know, it feel, he, he probably turned between babyface and heel more often than anyone <laughs> in the, the history of the company. And I, like you say, I don't think they ever knew what to do with him. And any time something started, I think I quite quickly got into the phase of thinking, "Well, how long until they pivot and just do something else with him?" And mm-hmm. it never felt like there was anything prolonged with him.
1: Aye, I totally agree. Um, Lesnar at this point, he is coming off being champion, the youngest champion ever. Um, he's obviously still right up there uh, in the main event scene. Um, I knew what happened here, but I think even if you didn't know what happened here, uh, you would, you know, fairly obvious what's, you know, a lot of eggs are in the Lesnar basket as far as uh, yeah. the booking seems to be concerned. But it, uh, it's interesting seeing him coming out without um, Heyman, and it's interesting seeing him look so young. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just yeah. looks like a totally different guy to the. Big cowboy Viking. That's that's up, turn, been turned about these last couple of years. Yeah, um, I quite enjoyed the match. It was pretty short, um, but I quite enjoyed it. What, what yeah. did you think of it?
0: I, th- I thought it was quite a good match. I thought it's it's always interesting, like you touched on when you see Lesnar as the the smaller guy. The he's he's using speed a lot here, mm-hmm. um, right. whereas like yeah, we're used to now suplex machine type performance um far more variety back in these days yeah. um i just interested in seeing this other side of him which i don't think would ever really be presented now but where he is it, it's almost like they're positioning him as the underdog um just because of the sheer size of, of big show yeah. uh, which is just uh it's different which makes it interesting
1: there's a, And he gets manhandled as well and obviously you're no used to seeing that. I think last time we spoke about Lesnar it was against The Rock and he yeah. pretty much straight up dominated him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he goes straight in there belly to belly by Lesnar on Big Show which is something to see. I always think him putting him up for the F5 was one of the sort of crazier memories of of that that era. Yeah,
0: because um, yeah, that much as he's... His he's showing the quickness. Uh, There's a a few moments as well with Heyman getting involved and, you know, they're never... It doesn't feel like they're trying to bury Big Show. It feels like they're trying to put Lesnar over because the the strength he's able to show... Um, and it's a nice contrast when he has started the match as having to use his quickness, having to use his agility and speed to stay away from the big monster. But um, being able to do the belly to belly suplexes and getting somebody that size up for uh, an F5, and whether it was just real or whether it was some part of selling, Lesnar's legs look like they're about to buckle, yeah.
1: uh, but he manages to, to execute the move. It's just really impressive looking. That was brilliant. I seem to remember, I, I felt like um, Big Show was the guy that they, they definitely, not, this isn't a similar comparison, but I'm going to say it anyway, but you know they used Foley to get guys over, like Foley yeah. got pretty much got Austin, Rock, Triple yeah. H, we've spoke about in the past, yeah. I feel like they used Big Show pretty similarly um, to try and get Lesnar over here. Yeah, um, and yeah, they yeah, did it man. with Cena as well when when they tried to propel Cena in the main event mm-hmm. picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's that thing that that thing of him being so big and then being mm-hmm. able to pick pick him up and, and stick them on his uh, stick them on their yeah. shoulders. Um, and Heyman, go back to Heyman there. He gets involved a couple of times and he's distracting Lesnar, and mm-hmm. very much a uh, um, the underdog having to, to uh, <coughs> overcome. The massive giant Andy's sneaky little manager sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he does it. Um Lesnar takes a choke slam like nobody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he does, does it with Taker, Kane, and the big show here as well. I think it's yep. brilliant. Yeah. We we spoke about this before, he's such a good seller. Mm-hmm. Um but aye. Eventually it all comes down to the F five. Um, and Lesnar gets a win. He's in the rumble. Just and we'll see how it gets on yep <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go <coughs> backstage with Terry yeah. I don't ever recall being a any sort we're of backstage, backstage I, or interviewer yeah. or whatever she's with Chris Jericho who has a shut up ass clown gee Sean I wonder if that was a big seller imagine something <laughs> something that walking to the street amazing <laughs> <laughs> Um, you were very much in the middle of him and Michael's, yeah. Uh, do do you recall why they were feuding?
0: Uh, I I remember the the story around um, Jericho, like having talked about having idolised Michael's and all that, and then wanting to emulate him. But I'm not sure, like. I remember them having the WrestleMania match and I remember how that went down. Oh. Uh, but I can't remember kind of where we would be with things here if we are leading towards that. Seemed certainly seemed in the Rumble match like it is leading towards that.
1: Aye. And I think at this point Jericho and Christian were a tag team actually. Right. Um, um, what was I going to say there? I think I, I read that Michael's at this point was still to be convinced um, whether or not to become a full-time wrestler again. Okay. Uh, and he, he was being they were trying to convince him and he was being eased in gently sort of thing as far as involvement and full-time angles and, and pay-per-views and, and shows and all that right. sort of stuff so okay. so, 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 you you um, referred to earlier Vince has given Michael's, uh, Michael's the number one mm-hmm. in the rumble as a punishment I think you said yeah Aye. Not sure exactly uh, what for, but I'm pretty sure as a punishment, yeah. just for being Shawn Michaels, yeah. and uh, probably because he beat him, him and God beat him in a tag. Oh him. yeah, right <laughs> oh, That could have been around about that time, couldn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
1: um, <sighs> Jericho seems envious, and he wanted the number one spot. He says, and uh, he's gonna. Uh, so, so he must have. Do, do, do you think he won the number two? Like, did we know he had the number two well, slot going in? It was a little bit difficult to work out because it's it's he, as he's talking about it here,
0: um, it sounded like he he'd been given his choice a number um, and I don't know if they ever really properly backed up why. Because what he then talks about in there is he would have chosen number one if Uh he'd had the chance to to choose it, but because he can't, because Michael's got handed it, as uh, Jericho says, (laughs) he he has to take number two. Now, numbers one and two are exactly the same in the Royal Rumble anyway, but uh, I suppose it's that thing of winning it from one for some reason seems more important than winning it from two.
1: Yeah. Jericho's classy there. Just the whole like annoyed i'm gonna i'm gonna get them back sort of thing it's class yeah yeah brilliant right, here we go to the raw portion of th- things we've got kindler they welcome us to the world tag team title match which was a bit of a stinker a bit of a nothing a bit of a raw <sighs> match a bit of a just a yeah a, aye yeah uh, we've got dud dudley boys taking on the champions William Regal and Lance Storm. Not sure if this is part of the Un Americans or if this is a sort of flow out of the Un Americans, perhaps.
0: Yeah, possibly.
1: Yeah. Um, a weird pairing, it would seem, and it just kind of comes across as well. We've got these two guys, let's, as, as they often did, chuck them together and, and uh-huh. see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I've got at the end of my notes here that this felt like a really short match. Um, it felt like a way of transitioning the belts onto the dudleys for whatever reason yeah um and i guess this was the dudleys coming back together after being split up from the uh from the from the draft
0: yeah fairly sure it was yeah um yeah it, like they're all uh, i've enjoyed plenty of dudley boys matches um i i like landstorm i like william regal they did feel very thrown together as a team and then try and come up with a reason for it it didn't feel like a a natural thing and i think we're we're so used to some of the great feuds that the dudley's had that this just felt a little bit yeah okay
1: mm-hmm. I definitely did i and and you're looking for like obviously when we tag teams you think of this either you think of dudley's edge and christian mm-hmm. hardy's billy and chuck obviously yeah uh, so i you definitely don't think oh and Team Angle as well, which I'm sure we'll, we'll speak about, but uh, you don't think of Regal on Lance Storm at all. Um, something that really annoyed me in this match is they build, it happens a lot with Dudley Boys matches, Devon's in and essentially takes the beating, mm-hmm. um, and they build to get in this hot tag for, for Bubba, but it's not a hot tag, They just it just gets the tag, Yeah. and it really infuriated me, like how are they going to get the crowd involved in such a sort of poor match mm-hmm. by yeah is that is that irrational no
0: i i know I know what you mean because there's there's a structure to you know just your basic tag wrestling and and I think in a match like this where you've probably and yeah we haven't watched the t v that's in the build up to this, but you've probably not given the audience an awful lot of reason to be all that invested, so you need to build a bit of storyline into the match. And yeah, that storyline looked like it was supposed to be Devon takes a hammer in, Bubba gets a hot tag. And yeah, but it didn't feel like it was difficult enough to get the hot tag or it was a big uh, enough moment to get the hot uh-huh.
1: tag. Um, yeah. I just said it looked, they only had seven minutes. So I have no yeah. idea about putting a match together, but it doesn't feel like enough to be able to build to that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a weird angle to this where Chief Morley Val Venus came out, but I don't know enough about what was going on. That if he had an issue with the Dudleys because they were going for the 3D on Landstorm, and suddenly Chief Morley appears at the side of the ring. Mm-hmm. But what was Chief Morley? Was he a commissioner type character? Well, the way it was talked
0: about, I felt like he was um, like underneath a commissioner, like second in line or something like that. But they right. didn't really explain who he was working for or what the purpose of it was or anything like that really
1: They they seem to be putting over that he was against Regal putting on the brass knucks but also got the impression that he was healing it up and he was for Mm -hmm. um, Storm and and Regal, who knows as usual, it's a Regal match so the brass knucks come in to play Um, he puts on the brass knucks and gets 3D'd whilst the ref's busy trying to get Valvinus out of the shop um, with Regal out of the way, the Dudleys stick on the, the 3D on Storm and we've got new champions and the crowd goes mild.
0: Yeah, despite the enthusiastic announcement, which I think said 16 time, wow. time camps, What does that, um, include? Does that uh, include? I assume ECW, um, yeah, because were they not? There was, I know that they've they've basically won a tag title everywhere that there was to win one, but they were never in WCW, but they maybe won the WCW tag belts on uh, WWE programming. Uh, that does,
1: um, that, that, that's not count. Yeah. I hate that. I'm doing one of the quizzes on former WCW champions <laughs> and I'm like, who is this in 2002 and it's the fucking Rock? No. <laughs> the Rock was never WCW champion. Shut up. Uh, so we uh, we transition into a wildly bizarre oh, video package for, for uh, <laughs> some so, so like so this was a video package for Nathan Jones who was due to come in and I want to say uh, this is where Undertaker goes next. Does, does he face Nathan Jones and Big Show at WrestleMania? No, or, I, think, or, I think
0: he tags with Nathan Jones again. Oh, that's, Albert it is it Was Albert and uh, Um definitely Albert. Uh, yeah. I think it's maybe Tess and Albert. No, yeah, Tess and Albert, I think.
1: And, and um, Nathan Jones doesn't turn up at WrestleMania, does he? So it's a where, handicap match. Yeah,
0: there's there's an issue. Apparently he's he's just nowhere near ready in real life. Nowhere near ready to actually be in a match. Um and so they have him knocked out backstage beforehand and then he runs down to help out but he's not in the match i think he delivers right. a kick to someone or something like that and then How I, think he's, is that? I think he's barely seen again after
1: that the, i remember seeing one of these uh, video packages on smackdown and be like oh my god this guy looks terrifying like i'm yeah. well up for seeing him so they, they 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 play him off as some guy that's been in the australian jail Um, Some sort of psychopath. I can't remember exactly what they said he was in jail for, Uh, but they had like news reports and stuff like that. all looked very legit mm -hmm. to whatever age I was at this point. (laughs) Young idiot. Um, It it goes through all this stuff of him being in jail, he's been um, put in all that, and then he just goes, Good day. And you're like, Oh, no, (laughs) this is awful. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, Hilarious to me that they would put like <laughs> as much time and money and all that into something, and then the guy. I wonder at what point they realise this isn't
1: going to work. <laughs> um, you see, do this all the time, though. I don't know why. This reminds me of um, we spoke of this before. Kazarni. Oh yeah, they they played these. They did this with this that the uh, veer is coming to Raw in the last couple, couple of years, where it's like they play these promos over and over the guy appears a couple of times he's absolutely garbage and never hear from <laughs> him again it's so odd yeah I, I got worked for nathan jones i was desperate to see him <laughs> um, okay so our next match oh, no. maybe one of the greatest storylines of all time adam oh, no. Um this would see don marie uh, the recently married and then widowed don marie taking on tori wilson um, and this storyline, all oh, certain se- centers around Tony Wilson's dad, legit real life dad, Al Wilson. Oh, never Al. involved in the wrestling business before, never involved since. Can you believe well, that? That's it, 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 it. killed him.
0: So well, he's dead. Know. So I, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: Vince died and then came back, <laughs> and we have we do have the Undertaker. <laughs> 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 But so, so, I I looked this up. Al Wilson was legitimately Tony Wilson's dad, and he didn't have any sort of links to the wrestling business or anything like that. It's so bizarre. Remember Mrs. Dad? Yeah. yeah I do. With his with his punching stance. Yeah. So uh, there is maybe he was inspired by Al Wilson <laughs> getting his jam roll off of Don Marie. So oh. so Al Wilson um, embarked on a romance with Don Marie. Um, who i assume was picked up off the the invasion and the ecw and all that sort of thing um they got married tori wilson felt that she was gold digging i assume Al wilson was loaded <laughs> and then a wilson croaked it on their on their on their wedding night or their honeymoon or something like that i mean yeah he went out with a smile on his face did all <laughs> Uh, Yeah, Al died on his honeymoon, and uh, they then they 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 put a lot of TV time in this. I think I can remember this. They put a lot of TV time in it. They did the the whole funeral thing, and Tory turned up at the funeral, and did Don Marie attack her at the funeral? Yeah, they
0: they they seem to blame each other for the death um, of Al ah it's it's just garbage like as soon as it started i remembered this because yeah i must have been watching at the time like watching the tvs and things like that and i just as soon as i saw the package start i thought oh no this is this and then i started thinking this is the culmination so this is an actual match they're gonna have a match and you know they they're not you know it's not going to be a classic. I mean, no offence to the participants involved, but women's wrestling's come quite a long way over the last few
1: years, and unfortunately, this is what used to be on TV. It's crazy. Yeah, I was looking in the crowd during this match, and it was just filled with kids. I just remember thinking, like, are they into this? <laughs> Do they even get what's going on, <laughs> or is this one for the dads?
0: probably so, uh, yeah yeah probably yeah
1: so don marie comes out with a veil on and yeah uh, a wrestling gear and i've got my notes that tori is not dressed like a woman in mourning here no. um she's wearing what she's wearing very little and what she is wearing is all white mm-hmm. uh, which is questionable um <laughs> i've put that don marie is putting on a wrestling clinic she isolates the arm um and as I wanted to hate this, but I actually quite enjoy. I thought Dawn Marie was actually pretty decent. Oh. She was pulling off some good moves. Tori Wilson's just not a wrestler. Was she a wrestler in WCW?
0: Do you know? I don't think so. I think her and uh, Stacey Ceebler were kind of used in similar ways on screen, in that they were regularly right. on screen, but not in matches, I don't think.
1: I mean, this, this shows us why. Yeah. Um, i was genuinely impressed by dawn marie and i mean to be fair to her she's probably taken her fair share of bumps yeah uh, in ecw um i can recall rhino sticking her through a table and a pile driver i want to say at some point so <laughs> uh, anyway they go back and forward in what feels like a 20 minute broadway which is in fact a three minute wow. stunner of a match uh, and tory it's the win with a surprising swinging neck breaker Out
0: of nowhere
1: Out of nowhere And uh, I believe the plans were for this to continue on this feud was supposed to go right up to Wrestlemania
0: Oh,
1: I wonder if they decided (laughs) to pull the plug after this (laughs) shambles of a match (laughs) So yeah I mean the crowd didn't really need to calm down after that tag team match but (laughs) We've got them super calmed down for Triple H Steiner now. Um, So we've got we've got more hot GM sexual chemistry action backstage (laughs) now. Adam, Stephanie and Eric doing their standing far too close to each other thing. Yeah, where they just say nothing but smile at each other. And
0: you think Vince is like next to the camera, being like, get in uh, closer. Definitely. (laughs) This was a really weird dynamic. You've got like Bischoff chatting to a very young Randy Orton.
1: Oh that's Um, good. eh? Big baggy jeans and baggy shirt and all that.
0: Yeah, Um, and then Steph appears, and uh, she she apparently so there's something there about Bischoff is Vince is gonna fire him in 30 days or something, Mm -hmm. Um, and. I don't know, Bischoff doesn't seem too phased or worried about that yeah. uh, that possibility. Maybe it's a threat and it's not a fact at this stage. Um, but Bischoff's got some kind of bombshell of his own. Um, uh, Stephanie says she has a bombshell, drop it on Thursday. Uh, and, oh yeah, says that in terms of job security, blood is thicker than, well, in your case, urine. And uh, Bischoff yeah. reminds her that money is thicker than water. I thought he might have said blood there.
1: <laughs> Neither <laughs> of those lines were the zinger that they appeared to think they were. Nope. <laughs> Brian Gewerts' early work. <laughs> yeah. And these two are really uncomfortable to watch when it, we've I'm sure we've spoken about it before when they've had um yeah. weird encounters backstage. Are they really weird?
0: I remember them like certainly I remember Bischoff seeming pretty when he was healing it up on wcw tv as part of the nwo he always seemed pretty natural in terms of the incredibly cocky arrogant uh, guy running the company but affiliated with nw and mm-hmm. stephanie i think got as time went more natural relaxed in front of a, a crowd but yeah it, their interactions i suppose they talk about chemistry you get chemistry in a match um Maybe there's just no chemistry in these segments either. Despite... Oh, I
1: don't know. I saw a lot of chemistry.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's why it's so awkward. Too much chemistry.
1: <laughs> and we we jump from there into another video package. Yeah. Uh, this was interesting and I don't really remember it. And and this was a guy that I quite liked. I definitely liked the look of and had no sort of prior knowledge of Coming into the invasion, Sean O'Hare and Chuck Palumbo were the WCW Tag Team Champions. They looked brilliant in the ring. They just looked like these sort of young, huge ass kickers. Yeah, uh, Something's clearly went awry along the way. Um, and now Sean O'Hare's being given some sort of atheist gimmick. Yeah, it's weird.
0: It, it's, Is that what it, it was? I, I don't remember it ever coming to fruition. I don't really remember it on TV as a thing. Yeah. Um, you
1: going forward no uh, i was having a quick look forward after this pay-per-view to see where storylines went he seemed to have roddy piper with them okay so they mm-hmm. seem to have some sort of faith in them <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> but they um and he seemed to be quite a good talker based on these weird yeah i don't know what they were going for i don't yeah. know what they were going for but he was doing a lot of question your god and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. um this is this, this is the Bray Wyatt thing, isn't it? It's like they do all these things backstage and in, in video packages that make somebody look really intriguing, and then after mm-hmm. they actually get in the ring and wrestle, it's like, okay, oh, yeah. hey, yeah. cool, let's change that gimmick again. <laughs> <laughs> So that takes us into our world title match. Triple H is a world heavyweight champion at this point. Uh, can't it be that long off being um, gifted the title by. Yeah. Eric Bischoff, after the brand split he is taking on Scott Steiner Um, just for a bit of background before we go into this match, Steiner is coming off, so Steiner signed with WWE in around about October um, and he's coming off some sort of diagnosis of something I want to call drop foot syndrome, um, where he basically can't feel one of his feet Okay. Triple H is coming off a bad quad injury, as well. So, so both guys are working, either injured or um, working their way back up. I'm not making excuses, Adam. I'm just telling it like it is. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is Steiner's first feud since being introduced. I want to, s- I want to say, it can only have been introduced in the last three or four weeks. Straight into, a, straight into. A, Face to face with triple h and they kept them apart the whole time on telly they did all sorts of odd shit that we've spoke about pose-offs press-ups arm wrestling matches uh, i assume to you know keep us off the the scent that steiner can barely move yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're trying to play off the, you know they're trying to get across the triple H is scared of them they're trying to play steiner as a sort of mental case which i uh, know i don't know if it's you know like how kayfabe that is or not um so that's that's us leaning into this they're, they're definitely trying to make us think that that steiner can beat triple h yeah and the triple H's a bit scared of him and he's got these gigantic muscles and he's a nutter um where to start with this because i think we might be talking about this for quite a while <laughs> should we go to the end and and should i ask you what you thought of it did you have preconceived yeah. thoughts before watching it because i know i did
0: i did and i i don't know if that helps i think you're you're better off just going in and taking something for what it is but i knew that um when they tried to have this programme, and I think there is another match between them, mm-hmm. maybe oh, the yeah, next, after next this. event, yep. yeah, that they were going to do a series of matches. I think they'd planned it to be quite a long-running programme, um, and then they decided to cut that short because it wasn't going well. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they didn't feel like Steiner was what they hoped he would be Um obviously you talk about injuries there's sometimes just the chemistry between two performers which we've talked about as well uh, which we'll get a great example of how it can work later on uh, yeah. but sometimes it doesn't and here it felt like it didn't but i do think i was maybe expecting worse because i knew that it was perceived as it didn't work um, yeah. I'm not defending it and saying it was great because it's not. Uh, but I was maybe expecting it to be even worse if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> See, if you look up Triple H and Scott Steiner, you get headlines like "Worst Championship mm-hmm. Match Ever in History" and all this sort of stuff. There yeah. may be no way out. matches is worse, mm-hmm. um, and there are aspects of this which are, which are really just odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't think it was as bad. The crowd are not into it at <laughs> no, all. They're not yeah yeah and i don't know whose fault that is triple h is normally pretty good uh getting the crowd to root against them mm-hmm. generally yeah um steiner doesn't really interact with the crowd he's an odd one
0: yeah because you feel like he should um like one way or another where he's playing and i, I, I don't know it, he seems more natural as a heel but when he's here up against this triple h and he's gonna get the positive reaction from Mm -hmm. being a new arrival and somebody that people watched on the other show for so long maybe being a babyface didn't come that naturally to him
1: yeah i think he's babyface by default here because he's facing triple h but he doesn't really try and do anything I wonder how he got so over in WCW. <laughs> Watching this yeah, match, yeah, yeah. I really do wonder because he yes, he, he's pretty immobile but he's not that. You know, his, his skill set's not that much different to what he used to do when he became <laughs> this character—the the blonde hair, the goatee, the the muscles.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the look is really impressive. He stands out as soon as you see him. Uh, the, the the look is quite something.
1: It's Um, it's insane to look at. It really is,
0: and I don't know if that, for whatever reason, carried more weight in those WCW days. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I mean, Vince has always loved somebody with a good look, so you would think he would push it as much as he could. But, um, and there were some at the time he started shining WCW. There were huge stars there. It was. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not like there was a lack of top talent. So yeah, it's it's a funny one. It's it's strange. So.
1: Uh, right at the start, so so a couple of things. I uh, exactly what you've said there. His physique is just unbelievable. Um, yeah, and 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 then Triple H is wearing red trunks, which immediately threw me, and I was like, "What is that? Just looks odd." <laughs> it reminded me: Is it Mania nineteen? Is he wearing purple purple trunks against Booker T? Maybe oh, that might be right. Yeah, he just he should be wearing black <laughs> trunks. Just look really weird. Um. What did you think of the pep talk that Errol Hebner gives them at the start?
0: Oh well, I, I was left in no doubt who was in charge. <laughs> he's he's properly laid down the law. He says he isn't putting up with any crap from either guy. I was kind of I was watching and kind of laughing. It was it was
1: strange. Errol, that's a bit. I know that's a bit defensive to start out the night. Come on, give the guys <laughs> the benefit of the chance. Oh. Um, so we we were straight in uh, brutal chops for Steiner. Gorilla presses. Triple H and it's been, uh, we're really getting told the story of he's really powerful. Triple H is scared of him. He's, multiple times he's rolling out the ring trying to get away from him. Um, Steiner is really dominating early on. Big power moves. He he puts on a Boston crab, which I thought was really odd because yep. <laughs> it's so early in the match. Yeah. Um, and he and he does a bear hug and it's like you can't need a wee stolen tactic already, mate. Well, Come on. <laughs> um, and that's where we get our first belly-to-belly. Yeah, uh, I say first because I think I wrote six, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's maybe yeah, ma- there's... May- felt like many more. There's quite Should a it lot. It felt like many more at Triple
0: H. <laughs> I kind of felt like I was watching one of those Latter-day Lesnar matches. Mm-hmm. It felt a bit like that.
1: Uh, Aye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um we've got flair at the side here uh, this must be pre-evolution so he every now and again he'll get involved with the wee cheap shots when hebner's back is turned um he seems to be trying to get a hold of steiner by the neck um and triple h sort of tries to to work on that um where do we go for there well it's a, a little bit forward and Uh, At this point, I've got Steiner hitting five consecutive belly-to-bellies. Yep. (laughs) And I've wrote, there's literally zero crowd engagement. Like, the crowd start booing the belly-to-bellies. Uh-huh. And that's... Yeah. There's a few
0: moments that really got me with the crowd, and that was one of them, when they started booing the suplexes. And this is, Mm -hmm. like you say, it's by default, but he's the babyface in the match. And um, it it should be an impressive feat, (laughs) able to hit all these moves. The crowd every time uh, Benoit or Guerrero or Angle, even at times, did their three uh, German suplexes back to back. It it tended to get a pretty good reaction from the crowd, and it's just dead here for
1: it. Do you know? Thinking back now, it's amazing that what Angle and Benoit did after this match because. Essentially, a lot of their move sets uh, Mm centred around suplexes. Imagine them sitting backstage watching this going, oh, for fuck's (laughs) sake. (laughs) He's doing another one. Another (laughs) one. What are we going to do now? Amazing. Steiner takes Triple H up to the top rope, hits a superplex, and Flair decides he's had enough. Come on, let's leave. You can't beat him. (laughs) <laughs> <all> these suplexes <laughs> but Steiner chases them down the aisle uh, whilst Hebner's busy with flair Steiner busts Triple H open on the belt yep. um, so wh- why are we going this long at this point I'd been quite happy for them just to keep running mm-hmm. and just do a DQ or a, 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 um, uh, count them out but anyway uh, Triple H is now back in the ring and he's now actively trying to get disqualified and i was like oh this is this supposed to be the storyline is that yeah that's why hebner said that stuff that he said at the start yeah Yeah. now i understand i didn't get it but now i do yeah um he's trying everything he can to get disqualified but hebner's just saying no i I won't disqualify you you're going to get beat here
0: I, I, Um, i like that from hebner because he's you know there's the, the referees, you do usually want them to not be too involved. They're not supposed to be the centre of attention or the focus, but they do need to be there at times for the purpose of telling the story. And uh, there's a point where Triple A, just throws Errol Hebner out of the ring. And his, oh, Hebner looks so angry when he comes back in. But you see the moment when he just refuses to disqualify him because he knows that's exactly what he wants. And it, it's a little thing, but it just, I don't know, it was probably the most entertained I was in the match, to be honest.
1: Nice. I feel like uh, Hebner and Triple H got quite a history. Uh-huh. There's it, yeah. forever stuff going on with them, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple H eventually starts having a wander around the ring looking for a sledgehammer, pulls that out. From underneath the ring, and, and unfortunately, the, the, the crowd
0: reacted very well to that. Did the crowd it, were the happy
1: with the sledgehammer. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> Hebner unfortunately has to do his duty and disqualifies him. Um, but that is not the end. Don't worry, you've not had you've not had everything. Uh, the crowd are just shitting on this. Steiner then hits Triple H with a sledgehammer and slaps on a steiner recliner yep. which is a camel clutch yeah. um and it takes 500 referees to get them off why could you know i just done that in the match scott said all these fucking belly to belly suplexes yep um and that is it and somebody thought i've seen 18 minutes of that let's do it again <laughs> next pay-per-view <laughs> Uh, i wonder like i think triple
0: h is maybe going to win clean at the next one so they've obviously i think decided at that point we're probably done here we'll
1: just move on so so lance storm said that um, he was working house shows with steiner after the no way out pay-per-view because steiner goes on to have a weird (laughs) <laughs> to a test over Stacy yeah, I Don't know if you remember. I do. do. Um, Landstorm was working the house shows with him, and the base. He said that the agent run the match. Just said, see if you can try and get two or three minutes out of him, and then just go home. We're done with him. Wow, that's just wow. terrible. Eh? Yeah, brutal. I hate that. That that stinks. That's what people get on Tony Khan for these days. Are taking these mm. WWE wrestlers over and then just dropping them once they've yeah. had a few. A few shots in the spot <clears throat> i feel i do actually feel quite bad for scott steiner based on hearing that story but you clearly don't because you've said nothing <laughs> <that> <laughs> i just um, i don't need to
0: see it anymore i feel like uh I, like i said it was probably better than what i'd imagined having heard what i've heard but I can also see why you would have that match and i think we we don't need to do it again but then you do need to do it again because with that finish I, because of that the, finished the, the way that, I, I. Yeah, yeah
1: imagine imagine them giving him a live mic every week and saying you're this sort of drunken uncle authority figure type that just comes out in the middle of matches and makes odd decisions <laughs> just come out in the middle of a <laughs> hardcore match and belly to belly everybody and walk back again <laughs> St- um, why put him straight into the yeah in the title picture it's, it's like they had nothing to do with Triple H, so they chucked him in yeah yeah it feels didn't like work so we triple h go booker t after that didn't they? yeah pretty sure that ill-advised weird rivalry yeah talking to ill-advised let's talk about crisp emma <laughs> <laughs> um we get a, a good wee video package Taking us forward to this Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit match for the—is this the undisputed title they're they're fighting for?
0: So this, so the title Triple H has got is the one they call the World Heavyweight Mm -hmm. Title,
1: and this one
0: is the WWF title or WWE, whatever we do. Okay.
1: Yeah. I love this belt. I don't know what. It quite short-lived, I want to say, because the spinner mm. spinner belt must have come after this, probably. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, which seemed to stay around for quite a long time, but I thought this belt looked awesome. Um, not that that's got anything to do with anything. We had They, they showed us the, the, the video uh, package of how we got here. I think Benoit wins a number one contenders match against the Big
0: Show.
1: Yeah. Where it just looked absurd. The Big Show had him up for a choke slam, and uh, Benoit reversed it into a sort of arm drag and then put the cross face on and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and it looked like that little child surely wouldn't be able to do that to that grown yes. man <laughs> yeah. um, and then i remember team angle and, and they were yes. involved in, in a lot of this and i just thought, oh, they were they
0: were class I, I was a huge fan of team angle and you've got a, a tie-in with paul heyman here as well mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and Angle is obviously, he's he's got the belt and he's refusing to give a title shot to uh, Lesnar, who who we've seen earlier against Big Show. Um, but the the team Angle set up with, I, I was a huge Shelton Benjamin fan. Charlie Haas was very impressive in the ring. Mm-hmm. But this being a team, I don't know why this just makes so much sense to me and why I enjoy the whole, thing around it so much but this idea that kurt angle who was your you know your olympic wrestling champion kind of taking two younger guys under his wing um for his own reason as much as anything else which is Mm -hmm. to provide some backup for him um and help them along the way i just i loved the package of team angle it was me too from from that era it was one of my favorite things
1: uh, they're definitely at this point legitimizing Angle, and he's he's, he's distancing from sort of dorky mm-hmm. angles that he's been involved in before. Um, I saw you, you listen to his podcast, don't you? Uh, yeah, usually. Yeah. yeah. I saw a thing with him saying that that Vince wanted to legitimize him, um, and when he went from the hair versus hair match with Edge, mm-hmm. it was at that point that Vince said, "Right, the, the silliness stops." We're going to turn you into a wrestling machine, um, and that is exactly what he's presented as with these yep. two, like prestigious athletes behind him. Mm-hmm. That all look like they could just wreck everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, total other presentation here, and I'm, I'm sure Angle said that this is his his, his athletic peak, mm-hmm. yep. uh, around about this point in time. Um, we've not said much about Benoit, but that's pretty pretty par for the course because he's. He's not really a, a huge character. Um, yeah. He, he yeah. never had a, a big character, did he? It was him? He was just being. Well, he was just. Yeah. A he good was, wrestler.
0: It, it's the sort of the ultimate do the talking in the ring kind of guy, um, and such a good dynamic with Angle. Uh, like we've we've at points discussed matches between the two before uh, on the podcast. I know that. Um, I think when I was looking at, we were looking at doing this show. I talked about the fact that uh, Angle had said that when he did this match, he thought. Hmm. When he got backstage, he thought that wasn't great, and then mm-hmm. he's rewatched it. Like as Ben was told, him, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> it was, and then Angle's rewatched it and been like. Oh, wow. And he's gone from in the ring at the moment thinking it wasn't great to thinking it's the best match of his career that he ever, mm-hmm. ever had. Um, mm-hmm. And I definitely agree with that later opinion than the one he had at the time.
1: Yeah, it's crazy to think he's walked away for this thinking. And it's mm-hmm. funny because I was listening to Jericho's podcast. Him and Dave Meltzer were talking about Benoit. And, um, I went down a little bit of a Benoit wormhole after this match. Um, and uh, Meltzer and Jericho were talking about Ben and they were saying that he was the hardest on himself, you know, nobody could be harder on themselves than, than him mm-hmm. um, and even, uh, if he, if, even if people and, and Meltzer was talking about a match in Japan, a tag match that Ben juan Guerrero had been involved in um, and he'd said it was absolutely spectacular and, and they went out for dinner this is like when they were younger in their career mm-hmm. and um they'd asked Meltzer what he thought, and he said, I thought it was absolutely amazing. And, and they both were giving it like, well, I did this wrong, and I did this wrong. And All right. okay. so, so for Benoit to have said to Angle, no, you're wrong, just mm-hmm. shows you, probably. Um, and like the proof is in the pudding. Like, mm-hmm. I think I text you saying that must be one of the best modern wrestling matches ever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah, And that, yeah, I, th- I, think, um, I think I've said before that Sami versus Nakamura is probably the favourite match that my favourite match that we've watched whilst we've mm-hmm. been doing these podcasts but this this probably beats it I think.
0: Yeah. Um there's like I, I sort of I often think about like uh Brett and Owen uh Mania ten which I loved mm-hmm. um and there's a few angle Benoit ones but I think this having rewatched this for the first time in a very long time it's uh, it's just very, very good.
1: Oh, it's unbelievable. It really, really is unbelievable it needs to be watched to be seen um it it, it took me back to jericho benoit rumble 2001 mm. which i also think is yeah, probably yep. up there as far as not even just as far as ladder matches is concerned but just matches generally mm-hmm. yeah um anyway let's shall we, shall we break down the match yep we have immediately has and benjamin are gone chucked out yeah um and and thank God they did that because I, I assumed they were going to come back and, and they didn't, yeah.
0: Um,
1: and and with them there might have changed the way that we feel about this match. So yeah, uh, good decision there to have them out. Benoit sort of just walks in the ring and then goes right towards them all, mm-hmm. um, and as it might QOI decides to, yeah. yeah, to get them f- fired away. So, um, as is probably. As is probably what what you would think would happen. Both guys are trying to focus on an, an area. Yep. Uh, Benoit is working on Angle's knee, which there's yep. been a bit of storyline around. I think he's wearing a, a brace on it. Yeah, he uh, comes
0: out hobbling a little bit to some extent, so he's selling it from the start
1: and angles focusing on benoit's neck and shoulder area which is what people tended to focus on Benoit Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, whenever he he got involved in these sort of matches yeah so we we get a lot of that and and both you and i like that sort of wrestling match anyway so yeah we're in yep Yep. um, that's the bret hart school of match um so we like that we're getting these unbelievably fierce chops by benoit yeah I was thinking, can you imagine knowing that you've got to take them?
0: <laughs> uh, I heard one of the uh, times I heard Angle talking about he was actually he was doing that on his podcast doing a Q&A for over the, oh, the really? Christmas period. And he was asked favorite ever opponent. And he said it's Benoit. Uh, but he said that it's he, he felt like he was the only person that brought the same intensity into the oh. ring as Angle would um and he did say he said something like you you might think that wouldn't work because maybe what you want is one really intense guy and one not quite so intense guy and then it it shows a bit clearer in the one that's supposed to be bringing that um but he said for for whatever reason it just worked it's like Mm -hmm. matching each other in terms of intensity because he says when when you it's it's pre-planned it's scripted but when you're watching two guys with that level of intensity go out in a match, that's where you can lose yourself in it and believe what you're seeing in front of you is what's actually happening. hundred um, percent. And that that's absolutely what happened to me watching this match is I've, yeah, I felt I got really dragged into it and I'm, I'm in
1: it and I'm believing this is an athletic contest, which is great. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Aye, exact same. I, I recall us very briefly talking similarly these two had a wrestlemania match didn't they, yeah,
0: did, they did they have a one-on-one
1: wrestle? i remember the one they had with jericho did they have a yeah, one-on-one 16. Um, 16 like I, I, i'm sure they had a, a one-on-one yeah. 18 maybe right um, okay and do you, do you remember they just have like a sort of shoot shoot amateur wrestling match to start off yes the maps. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember us talking about that, and you just and I've, I've, uh, subsequently seen Angle talking about it. He said we didn't plan anything; we just said, "I'm going to go for you. You try and reverse, and we'll just we'll just do mm-hmm. that for a while." Brilliant. And I, I was the exact same. Completely lost in it. I think, uh, I think stuff like the, the 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 chops, the suplexes, you just get the feeling that they're each other's equal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Um. We get a DDT by Benoit onto the apron, which yep. uh, JR, JR Cole, Cole uh, sells massively. That gets two and a half, and that kind of starts... What is a... What, how long do they go for? Uh, 17 minutes. Surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, that feels, when he hits DDT on the apron and gets a two and a half, that feels like the start of the build, mm-hmm. and it does, does not let up yeah um after that where do we go from there oh it goes for the, for the flying head but yes. almost almost immediately Yeah. um th- these two do amazing counters to each other's moves uh-huh
0: yeah it's like we you've got one pretty much immediately after that angle going for an angle slam Benmoir counters into a sharpshooter but uh angle gets to the ropes and it's like we've talked about quite a few times before, the the sort of desperation to get out of a move and the mm-hmm. got to do anything I can to avoid taking this move. Um and they, they play that so well. Um there's so many it might I get the feeling if other people did it, if maybe less realistic, skilled workers were doing it, it would come across as far too much, all the counters and things all like right.
1: that. But it just works when it's these two doing it. It definitely does. It's it's like like I say, it's like the, the they perfectly match each other. Mm-hmm. Um so where did where did you were at the sharpshooter there? Uh yeah, uh, angle gets the ropes from that. Yeah. The the way that angles the, the way that angle is slippery. Really, um mm-hmm. if that is a word trying to get out of it, sells the knee and how yeah detrimental this would be to the knee. Mm-hmm. Uh really like that. I like that he was going for the sharpshooter. Uh where are we? Beautiful suplex by angle, Benoit, yep. he takes Benoit outside and um, takes him back in, tries to slow him down, he slaps on a sleeper, but it's more like a rear naked choke than it is anything else. He's got the yep. the legs around the, the stomach. Um, again, it's realistic. We've seen MMA matches in, in, with the legs around the, the sort of abdomen. It's restricting him breathing and yeah, again, comes across... Really, real, realistic, and this is something Angle uses a few times throughout the match. This rear naked choke. Yep. Um, they go back and forward a little bit. Ben was sort of building up um, to to try and get out of this thing. He ends up getting out, and he eats a couple of suplexes, and then he's back into it. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they they hit each other about just a ridiculous uh, double clothesline. Mm-hmm it's a collision more than anything yeah yep. uh, again really realistic Babyface uh, baby face by ben tries to go for the three rolling germans but angle gets to two and, and reverses and it and ends up trying to get his own mm-hmm. three rolling germans um benoit reverses those mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's at this point in time I realise how much Taz was loving this. It's like a suplex <laughs> fest. He's like yeah. proper praising them and it comes across sincere the way he's praising them as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you could take it for here. There's a lot yep. going on.
0: Uh, Benoit goes up to the top uh, for the flying headbutt, but uh, Angle, as we've seen him do a few times, he, he sort of springs up, jumps onto the ropes and throws uh, Benoit to the mat brilliant um, for us for could you
1: yeah. spot that
0: eh? mm-hmm. um angle goes for an angle slam Benoit counters it into a cross face um angle quite near the ropes able to reach out to, to break the hold Benoit goes to pull angle from the ropes and uh, Benoit locks in uh uh ankle lock onto Kurt angle one of his yeah. his own signature moves um, angle counters that into a, an angle lock of his own do they call it an angle lock or have I just made that up in my notes or just miswritten I'm not sure lock. Um, and uh, Benoit counters that and gets uh, puts in the cross face Angle counters the cross face into a roll up for a 2 uh, Benoit is immediately back up and into the gets locks in the cross face Angle is selling that he, he might be about to tap. Angle rolls through again like he had done before, but this time Benoit doesn't release. I didn't know watching this actually who was going to win the match if I'd thought about it properly because I know where we're going at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. being in it, I didn't actually know who was going to win. There were a couple of moments
1: where I thought this this is maybe the end, but it, it wasn't.
0: I was um, the same,
1: and I wonder do they maybe do a quick title change back at, at no yeah, or something yeah. like that? Which,
0: yeah, absolutely could have
1: happened. Um, we've got
0: Angle uh, countering into an angle slam for a two. Um,
1: does he, counter the, he counters the cross face into an angle slam. Yes.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, it, it's, it's really impressive the way he does it. Um, so cool. Angle bringing down the straps, which is is usually the, the indication. He's about to go for, for the ankle lock. Um, and he does... Benoit rolls through um, and goes for a suplex, but Angle blocks it and counters into his own suplex attempt. Benoit counters that into a roll up for a two, and I've just got in my notes that that was a brilliant sequence uh, between the two
1: of them. I think this is where I, I stopped trying to keep up with writing notes.
0: Yeah, it's it's difficult. I found myself pausing a few times just to then write <laughs> things down, and then you feel you wonder you're out of the flow of the match when you you go back. Um, German suplex by Benoit, then a German suplex suplex by Angle, a release German suplex by Benoit which throws Angle and flips him over. That's amazing. Uh, Angle's laying face down on the mat. Benoit's going up for the flying head, but he is absolutely miles away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he almost like,
1: goes corner to corner.
0: Yeah. Um, like
1: diagonally across the ring.
0: Uh-huh. Um and he he hits it, um, which I was amazed by. I was kind of just with the distance expecting the miss. Uh, but he can't, he's selling his own fatigue and injuries, he can't get apply the cover quickly. Um, when Benoit does cover angle, it's a two. Um Benoit with a, a cross-face attempt on Angle, but he rolls through. Angle lifts Benoit, drops him face-first onto the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, angle with an angle slam for a two. Yep. Benoit then locks in the cross-face out of nowhere. Uh, angle rolls through, but this time he grabs the boot of Benoit. Benoit tries to roll through and kick Angle off, but Angle never releases. Um, Benoit kicks Angle off, but he immediately runs back and locks in the ankle lock again. Um, I like angle... that as well. I like the yeah, uh, yeah. realistic. Yeah, because he's kicked him off, yes, but he's still all the pain, the fatigue, all that, the logical thing you would do, just immediately just go, back go back to back it and lock it in it, again. Eh? Um, and this time when uh, Angle locks in the ankle lock he, he goes down to the mat, holding it in. Uh, and Benoit eventually taps out to the ankle lock. Um, it's not like one of those matches where I think any description of it can do it justice. Nah. I think it, it, it has to be watched. Um, anyone who is a wrestling fan has to just watch that match.
1: I totally agree. And 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 if you if you do struggle to watch Benoit matches, and and that's all understandable, but maybe just give this you know if you're not if you're going to watch one watch this mm-hmm. absolutely amazing and yep. it's not as hokey as it sounds as far as the yeah. reversals and stuff's concerned everything's getting sold yeah um you know these days you get a lot of you know a guy gets put through 400 tables mm-hmm. and gets straight back up and does a handspring sort of thing um we're not getting that here it's it's a bit as close to as um, strong style as american wrestling probably gets i would imagine
0: yeah you get a yeah. team angle coming out to celebrate with uh, kurt angle but a sort of a nice moment uh of stand novation for mm-hmm. benoit um, mm-hmm. and it came across as quite you know real the the crowd appreciate the the efforts the work um and all that uh, he's not leaving as the champion but um he's certainly it's fully believable after you have a match like this that he could then go on to become world champion against anyone Definitely. Uh, Definitely. because it's it's these tiny little like he's beaten by an inch pretty much that that's how it felt at the end of the match
1: yeah do you recall um, just come to mind there now Le- lesnar and ben whatever matches i don't I don't know. I remember Guerrero
0: and Lesnar. Uh, Guerrero mm-hmm. won the belt of Lesnar at a point. But yeah, I don't I don't remember Benoit and Lesnar at all.
1: I just wonder if they, after this, I wonder if there was ever conversations. There must have been conversations about, well, okay, so what do we do about WrestleMania 19? Because yeah. That, yeah. that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And clearly they wanted to do Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you've seen situations in the past where main events have become triple threat. Yeah, true. Um, after somebody get themselves <laughs> over, and I think this is a really good example of a loss strengthening someone as well. Yes, definitely. Um, it's about Austin, WrestleMania 13. Mm-hmm. Not, maybe not to that extent, but similar. Yeah. Great match. Yeah. And, and I, th- I want to say Meltzer gave it four, four and three quarter. Uh, four and three quarter stars, which is apparently one of the highest american um ratings in in a long time so even big dave was moved to tears so that takes us to the rumble and god damn it i did not enjoy taking notes for this rumble (laughs) i love a royal rumble but my god (laughs) taking notes for it is brutal it is difficult it it really is you're essentially just writing a list of people going in and coming out <laughs> what did,
0: what did you make of the wee uh, segment before the start between kane and rvd who are obviously oh, yeah. tag partners at the time
1: i, I forgot about that well so I so, think, so, uh, RV, so it's, it's like you say they're tag partners and rvd says you're a great tag team partner but it's every man for himself there i expected kane just to look at them yeah. to just but no, Kane's like this dead charismatic guy at this point, apparently. And he's like, Hey, Rob, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt like we were back
0: to um, well, back to is the wrong words because that hadn't happened yet, I don't think. But uh, the RVD that is the very generic, um, uh, mm-hmm. cookie cutter, cool guy type, uh, yeah, Defo. yeah.
1: <laughs> the crowd love RVD. They um, do. Yeah. When he gets in this rumble here, they absolutely love him. He's really over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but aye. I it was a bit I guess I know somebody else that could have done this. Yeah. <laughs> have three minute warning standing going. <laughs> <That'd> be <better. laughs> uh, so we know, we knew who was gonna be number one. Shawn Michaels comes in, number one. We apparently know who's gonna be number two. It's Chris Jericho and his music hits. But it's Christian. Oh yes. Yes. He's so happy with himself. He's got the Y2J vest on. Amazing. He's got his his back to 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 HPK, and then um, and Chris Jericho appears from thro- through the crowd, and and uh, low blows Michaels almost immediately. Yep, Love and it. he beats the shit out of Michaels. Yep, and Christian's a happy man. He looks like he's enjoyed himself there. Yeah. Um, Something that bothered me, the match has just started and here I am moaning. Jericho starts, you know, he's got the low blow and Michaels is pretty much helpless. Jericho then goes through the second rope and grabs a chair and it really bothered me. Like, the rumble used to be about never leaving the ring. Ah, okay, yeah. And when, on the off chance that somebody did leave the ring, um, whether underneath the ropes or whatever, they would all, the commentators would be like, he's not eliminated, folks. He went through the si-. Whereas Jericho casually strolling over and jumping at the <laughs> ring quite annoyed me. Again, <laughs> irrational, but. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't bother you at all. I probably yeah. used to, I suppose.
0: I was just so happy to have seen christian this early in the match (laughs) and being a a really sneaky wee bastard i I, I like that
1: creepy little bastard um so jericho smashes up hbk with the with the chair um at this point he's bleeding like a stuck pig as jr would say uh and the time is counting down and chris nowinski is coming in at number three but he just sort of chills on the side he sees yeah. that Jericho's doing his business yeah, uh, not doing his business like, like a dog when you take it out <laughs> he's going to town on uh, Shawn Michaels Um, he doesn't really do anything, he just chills on the side and I was surprised when Jericho put Michaels over the top the rope were you?
0: Yeah, um, I thought that the story was going to kind of play out for longer in the match like uh, I didn't expect it to be quite so abrupt, I thought he's he's going to get caught out by, you know, involvement by Nowinski, and then we, we get, um, we do get Rey Mysterio coming out at four, so I thought mm-hmm. you know they could have played it a little bit longer, but, but I think by the time Rey Mysterio comes out, Michaels is, has been eliminated. Nowinski's still not in the ring, though, he's just still kind of just chilling out.
1: Yeah, and Mysterio and, and Jericho go back and forth for a while, which is quite entertaining. Um, I think Nowinski kind of towards the end of this minute and a half period of Mysterio coming, and he starts to come in and yeah, and uh, healing it up, helping Jericho, um, and then Edge, Mysterio's former tag team partner at this yeah. point, possibly, yeah, comes out, and at this point I'm like, we've had Michaels, Jericho, Mysterio, and Edge. No offense to Chris Nowinski, but you know, like yeah. there's, a, there's a pretty big. Stars already, and it's only five, right. five guys in. Um, yep Jericho is a, a or Jericho sort of take is taken out of the match anyway. I think he, he's back on the floor again, possibly, um, by yeah. Edge or Mysterio, uh, yep. and Nowinski. I'm not sure if Nowinski is. Oh no, he's he's not out by now, but he's, he's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Um, and it just leaves Edge and Mysterio in the match. And they have a wee handshake, and then they go at it. Uh, yeah which is a classic baby face uh, thing to do. Um... Yeah, this is
0: I think this is roughly where cause I've got um edge it's a power bomb and then I've got in my notes which must be just as the next entrant is about to come out. this is gonna get hard to keep track of that that's <laughs> that's probably the last cohesive bit of notes that I have. And then I've, I've tried to track every entrance and elimination, but let's just see. Who knows? Might have missed okay. something.
1: I think they maybe fucked something up here because I think Edge maybe touches both his feet on the floor. Oh. Um, him and, and Ray, like you say, I think it's a sort of power bomb slash mm-hmm. hurricane runner type deal. Um, not, not the only thing that Edge will fuck up in this match. Uh, anyway, here's number six. It's Christian. Yes, Yes. he immediately goes to Edge and hugs him. (laughs) Um, it's a non consensual hug. Edge (laughs) is not interested. He's like, Me and you, Edge, we will beat up Rey Mysterio. Uh, unfortunately, Edge is not up for that and he spears him. Um, it's at this point where Chris Nowinski is standing in the middle of the ring and Mysterio and Edge both go to the top rope. They try to hit a a simultaneous oh, yeah. double drop kick. Oh. Mysterio hits it earlier than Edge and Edge comes down and apparently breaks Nowinski's nose. Um, yeah, it was horrible. Gives him a concussion and, and although he um I think he remains on the in the company till something like June July time, but that that's essentially what ended his career and, and gave him the l- long running issues that he had with concussions. And mm-hmm. um he's he's now he's now what? Like a, he's a, like a leading concussion expert, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. For I For think the NFL his, and, and
0: yeah, a, a lot of sports. I think he's he's uh, added his uh, his knowledge and
1: experience to. Um, next one in Chavo Guerrero, and yep. we're now, you know, we're getting all our SmackDown stars basically. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it, SmackDown Six? Yeah, yeah. And we've we've got Mysterio Edge. Guerrero, is that it? Right. Yes, yeah. And it's... then we had Angle. And, Angle, um, would have been yeah. there. Yeah. So Chavo Guerrero, I think Chavo Guerrero, oh God, I can't say Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero um, and Eddie, I think, are maybe SmackDown Tag Team Champions at this point.
0: Yeah, that sounds
1: right. Yeah. Chavo's like, not a jobber, He's he's... You know, he's he's beyond mid card. I'd probably say. I'm not saying he's like a main eventer, but he's mm-hmm. he thought highly highly of. Um, and we see him and Ray go at it. He gets six one nine. So does Christian. Um, it's at this point that Chris Nowinski, poor Chris Nowinski, He's still you know after this he, yeah. bump, he still takes a bit of punishment. Uh, I think he won I think he takes a hurricane rana from Mysterio yep. and then gets dumped out. Yeah, that's um, right. And then number eight next up to Jiri.
0: Yeah, so I think just as this was an elimination I originally missed and then uh, I had to put it back in in my notes, but I think it's just after Mysterio has eliminated Newinski that uh, Jericho lines Mysterio over the top and
1: out. Ah, I missed that. Nice. Yeah,
0: and then I've got... That must
1: have been yeah. a shock, Mysterio going yeah. out that early.
0: Yeah, and I think there, there was a point later on where I was just looking thinking, where is he? <laughs> cause I, I thought he was still in the match and the ring does start to fill up at points and you're you're sort of looking out for people but yeah um he's he's eliminated there i think just before tajiri comes in right
1: um after that we get so it's at this point i'm like oh man this is like a i think it's like a new generation type mm. rumble that's going on you've got nobody um, it's like the old guard and you've got mm-hmm. all these sort of new stars that have that they've kind of propelled from mid card and they're they're trying to break the glass ceiling. And then yeah. Bill DeMott comes out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bill DeMott is Hugh Morris, had to look yeah. that up. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he is the, the guy that was a trainer at the development centre that was accused of doing all sorts of terrible stuff to to trainees.
0: Yeah.
1: Um he looks insane. As well. I have
0: That's another good
1: wrestler
0: I have another update in my notes. Oh no. So after Bill DeMott we get Tommy Dreamer comes in, who I think yep. is the tenth entrant, if I've tracked this right. Yes. Um and he's got his weapons and there's an ECW chant, but then I do just write, so I don't know how the rest of this is gonna go. There's an awful lot happening, too much for many notes. <laughs> um and then I've got something about Edge and Dreamer each have a Kendra stick and are both hitting the Mock. Yes. And I think that knocks him out of the match actually.
1: He does. He does a total martygenated dive uh-huh. through the window. Like he's quite he's maybe not as near the ropes as he thinks he is. He gets uh-huh. hit with a cane and sort of turns round and dives over the top rope. Brilliant. Um, at this point Tajiri, just as the just as we're getting the ten count for the next guy to come in. Tajiri tries to hit a tarantula, I think, on Jericho, and uh, he gets hoied it, which is quite an inventive way of putting him at the rumble.
0: So, just before I've got Tajiri's elimination in my notes, I've got Tommy Dreamer getting eliminated, um, Jericho and Christian with the trash can lid concerto, uh, and then an elimination of Dreamer. Nice. Um,
1: number 11 is B squared. Oh, God. And. Um, it took him longer to get in the ring than he, than he actually competed in the match. He straight back out again. Um Is that
0: Bill, Bill Buchanan? Is that who that mm-hmm. was? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was with Cena, but I think they refer to him not being with Cena anymore. He was in right to censor. He was yeah. with Big Boss Man for a while. That's right. Yeah. Just a guy, just a, a square peg getting fitted <laughs> around holes. Yeah. <laughs> Chavo Guerrero is gone. No idea how. I have, do not have that written in my notes. Um, it's at this point. There's only. Th- I want to say there's only three people in the ring. It's Jericho, Christian, and Edge. Um, right. And yeah. and Christian and Edge are trying to put each other out. Jericho has been hoied over the top rope. He skins the cat, comes back and chucks them both out. So he's left on his own. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Which leads us to number 12, which is RVD. And these two have like quite a cool little 90 second match. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. And then. Oh, yes. Whoa, yeah.
1: Do, 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 do. You can slam like a tornado. Something. Anyway, it's Map Hardy version one. And he's with shannon moore that little mfr yep um i have written down that i had that version one t-shirt that matt hardy is wearing amazing Um, and we get like the cut to the different type of camera presentation with the map facts and all that i love that character yeah me too um and, and matt hardy and jericho team up on rvd it doesn't really do them much good because RVD's on fire. He hits the five star frog splash on one of them,
0: Jericho, I think. Yeah.
1: Jericho is it, um, and the, like the hits keep coming. Next up, number fourteen is Eddie Guerrero. Yep, as as really like this rumble is stacked. It's ridiculous. The star yeah. talent.
0: Um, we've got a uh, Eddie Guerrero hitting his five star frog splash on RVD, but it looked like he landed on his face.
1: I, I think they do they sort of roll him at the side or something like yeah. that? It like they hurt him a little bit. Aye? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, next up is Jeff Hardy, who appears to be dripping in blood or yeah. something, some yeah. sort of bodily fluid. It's, he looks disgusting. <laughs> I don't like Jeff Hardy that much. Anyway, um, him and Matt sort of size up each other. I think Matt maybe goes for a handshake. and He does, and yeah.
0: Um, Jeff's Jeff... a
1: charisma... I hate Jeff Hardy, actually. He's like a charisma vacuum. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think he yeah he goes, he goes after Matt, after
0: the handshake, but this is where the real star of this Rumble, Shannon Moore, yes. really plays his part. Because uh, Matt goes over the top, but Shannon Moore's laying uh, on the, the mat, on the floor to make sure Matt Hardy's feet won't hit um, and he, he ends up doing like this uh, a couple of times Anytime Matt's near the, the ropes he's then crouched down just next to the ring apron to try and uh, make sure even if Matt goes over he's not going to hit the floor that was great
1: um, is it at this point he jumps in the ring and, and lies on top of Matt so that Jeff yeah. can't hit the swan tone but in fact he just hits he just it hits on it. him yep. uh, that's, right. that's cool yep um next up we get rosie from three minute warning with rico um and i was thinking my Godhouse, anybody go get him at the ring he's ginormous and he's like yeah. terrifying um so what have i got we've got both Hardys, rvd rosie jericho and eddie and then it's time for the testicles to rise because <laughs> here comes test and he's wearing shorts and knee pads and he's got short hair and Stacey Keebler. How could he fail? He's, he's, he's got it all. He's a one-man wrecking machine. He takes out everybody. Um, and then it kind of slows down again. Then we get Cena coming out, and he basically wraps his way out at number 18. He takes up his whole 90 seconds, essentially.
0: Do you know, I I forgot about wrapping and basic thugonomics john cena like it, for whatever reason it was totally out of my memory and then it all came flooding back
1: it's funny it's it's almost hard to 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 to, to think that that's the same person as like mm-hmm. as, as the um what is his, his uh, hankies things <laughs> say don't never give up or whatever yeah, it's yeah. like a different guy it, it totally, totally it. and I've heard stories about
0: how many people were dead against it in the office. I think Jim Cornette was one who was like, you, you're going to kill this kid. You can't. What, the you cannot do a rapper gimmick. Now, I suppose if they'd stuck with it long term, maybe it would have. Maybe there's nowhere to go from a certain point onwards. But it was uh, he was able to have his start and then uh, move away from that quite effectively.
1: Cornette had him as a half robot as mm-hmm. the prototype in OVW so I don't know what he's on yeah. but, um, I was a little bit fed up of this rapping thing after a while he, he seems to just sort of be nonsensically just putting words together Yeah. yeah. Um, and JR says word to your mother as well which is yeah. at least entertaining um, number 19 Charlie Haas our first yeah. member of team at Angle uh, I thought it was odd to see Cena wrestling in these big, long, baggy, full-length yeah. um,
0: jeans—quite
1: mm-hmm. uncomfortable to look at. <laughs> mm. uh, Jeff Hardy's gone; he goes, yeah. he runs up the turnbuckles, trying to do whisper, whisper in the wind thing. Is it, um, is it Jericho that I eliminates mean, him? It was quite dangerous. I,
0: I've, I've got RVD just RVD. like going across and shoving
1: him. up. Aye, <laughs> it aye. made
0: me laugh because. You, you, how often do you not see that in the rumble matches when somebody's up on the, of course you would just go and I shove them chuckle. off <laughs>
1: remember that, we've spoken about this before but remember that guy in the 1997 rumble that climbed up on the ropes and just jumped out of the ring, <laughs> was he a Mexican or something <laughs> <laughs> brilliant um, next up is Rikishi um, and that's, <clears throat> his, uh, that's the big ass Simone's tally at two now mm. in the ring um and him and Rosie uh worked together for a while, but mm-hmm. it's very short lived and, and Rosie nails him. Rikishi does that class spinning in the air clothesline cell that he does. Yeah. Um next up adds to the big ass Simone's counteradin. There's three in the ring yep. now. It's Jamal from yep. three minute warning. And uh JR refers to him as Rikishi's brother which i'm not sure he's like not in cafe, but i don't think they're supposed to be but hmm. um anyway rikishi then gives his brother the stink face which is weird yeah
0: that wasn't nice yeah
1: uh, where are we number 22
0: are we? yeah big red machine coming in yep. at 22 rumble legend yeah I, I actually put in my notes Willie clear house because he's uh i think in in previous rumbles racked up quite a tally of eliminations yeah and he does fairly quickly uh eliminate it's Rosie, i think um, yep. that, that he eliminates it does uh, um and then after that we've got shelton benjamin coming in his tag partner's mm-hmm. already in the match so yep. uh, team angle beefing up their numbers a bit um and I'd, I'd put in my notes I assume their their primary objective is to try and make sure Brock Lesnar doesn't win this Rumble match um mm. we've got uh, Booker T coming in at number are we at 24 already number 24, 24. um
1: and Kane,
0: built... go so uh, Kane immediately goes after uh Booker T but Booker T takes him down and Booker T executes a Royal Rumble
1: a Rooney yeah and then throws Eddie over the top, and Eddie looks like he absolutely fuckles his knees. He lands on the floor. Yeah,
0: he, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he looked brutal.
1: Yeah. Next yeah. up is the star of this rumble, number 25, the A Train. He comes in. I feel like at this point they're definitely trying to push Albert and they're trying mm. to push Test. Yeah. Um, Albert comes in and I think JR refers it to the as the A train bomb. I think it's been called the Baldo bomb mm-hmm. before. He just wrecks everybody's Cena gets one. Benjamin RVD all get these crazy power bomb things that he does. Yep. And did he's still just a big hairy guy? that was called Prince Albert though. He's <laughs> never getting over yeah, it or Lord Ten It was Lord
0: never, never going to work, but yeah, it does. You're right. It feels like they're. They're uh, they're trying to make something in this. I'm not sure if, if Trish is is she there at this point. I know she ends up managing that um, that team, but Do you know? But, no, uh, I think that's earlier. Is that, is that already been? I think that's about two thousandish. Ah, did she kind
1: of introduce them as a team? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then here he comes, has to hog the spotlight again. <laughs> I actually thought to myself, I thought that's quite commendable. He's coming number one. Uh, Shawn Michaels, he's got put out without a fuss, and that's end of it. No, he has to come running in with a referee behind him, goes after Jericho, um, and he ends up result that results, because I was like, did he not get put over the top rope or something? Did he get put through the second rope? But nah, he got eliminated, he just come back out, decides to be a dick. Fuck Shawn Michaels. He ends up um, being the reason that Chris Jericho gets put out I think Test eliminates him then Michaels dives oh. over the top rope after him
0: See, I, to... I, didn't, I didn't mind it as much as you because, <laughs> you know, the story nah. <laughs> continuation the continuation of there. the story
1: he has to, he has to... Mm. <laughs> next up is uh, poor Maven, completely oh, overshadowed me. poor Maven Huffman he just wants to drop kick folk but he's not even allowed a proper entrance because of Michaels um and it's at this point i think there's about 11 or 12 guys too many Uh,
0: Uh i felt like there were just too many to follow what was going on
1: Uh uh-huh and i've written here somebody needs to come in and clean house and i assumed this was where we were getting someone that would do that but then it was gold dust yeah Uh, (laughs) he performs shattered dreams on poor maven um and then pretty much gets gets put out straight away by team angle doesn't he
0: yeah, and Team Angle then eliminate Booker T as well. So I was thinking yep. it's Team Angle. They're going to be my saviour, just clearing some some people out of this match.
1: And then we get Batista at 28, and I thought, well, he'll do that as well. But it just, you know that way where like guys come in and they do like four or five of their big moves? Uh-huh. Batista came in and it was like nobody was interested in yeah. giving him that opportunity. And he's just kind of looking around for somebody. Yeah. And does they get it?
0: i i was I, obviously we're in pre we're still in the pre evolution days so he's this massive intimidating looking guy but there's there's kind of nothing there at the same mm-hmm. time really Aye. He's,
1: he's looks incredible like mm-hmm. like if you're watching this for the first time and never seen him you'd be like oh that guy must be main eventer yeah type yeah. thing um uh so test wrecks batista but then i think he gets eliminated and rikishi's gone as well at this point yeah um, um, batista
0: um, he lowers the ropes as test charges him um, ah, that's right. and the test goes really over the top elimination and then uh, we've got um who eliminates rikishi someone with a big clothesline over the ropes anyway
1: batista i think
0: is it Batista as well? Oh, so. well, My next note says they're they're trying to put some steam behind Batista here. So, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Number 29 is Lesnar. Um, and at this point, we all know who's winning this rumble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually thought Jericho might go the whole way. But then that dickhead, Michaels, came in and ruined everything. Um, not even like I thought he might just go bell to bell. Right. Uh, Final four left- type thing. The left end, aye, but, yeah. no. Um, Team Angle go straight for Lesnar, like you've you've said there, but he eliminates them both yep. uh, in impressive fashion. Then F5's Matt Hardy out the ring, and the crowd love that. Th- th- there was something I didn't like about it.
0: See as Matt Hardy's going and he's spinning, it looked to me like his head was incredibly close to smacking the ring apron. To the, Oh, really? Oof. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't, like, as I was watching it, I kind of thought, ah, and then I thought, oh. ooh. ooh oh that was that a bit closer than I would
1: have liked. Um and then number thirty, I think JR says something like, We all know who this is gonna be. But I don't think we did know who it was gonna be. They seem to be suggesting this was a big comeback for mm-hmm. The Undertaker and that they didn't know he was returning, but JR did say it's a bit like the Bobby it... Heenan, but whose side is he on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, I did that, like
0: that... It confused me because I, as soon as he said the line, I thought, "Oh, has there been some storyline thing where we know who Number Thirty is?" It could be thirty. Yeah, but I don't think there mm-hmm. was. Yeah, strange.
1: Um, I liked. I think this was a perfect stage for Taker because he came in and he's believably was just kicking ass, yeah. uh, throwing punches over the place. He puts it Cena, Jamal, um, and then we get the wee callback with him and Maven. Um, and he pushed Maven out.
0: We Maven celebrates so much when he hits Taker with a drop kick. He, I don't know what he thinks it's done, but he's he's celebrating like mad and then and then yeah. You know Maven
1: Maven was recently in a programme with Mark Cardona on the Indies. Really? Yeah. Well good so for him. Go on your cell, Maven. Um the A train hits another one of these outrageous Baldo bombs on on mm-hmm. Taker. Um, which speaks to him um, you know them, them pushing him again mm-hmm. uh, we get a Kane choke slam on Lesnar which looks like a million bucks um, so it's at this point we've got Lesnar, Kane, A-Train Batista Undertaker and RVD which is pretty, pretty decent last, what's that, last six yep um, but very quickly after that A-Train is gone Um, rvd is then gone i think Kane acts like he's going to team up with him
0: yeah Um, kane and rvd team up to eliminate a train um, and then you know you're remembering what was said in the pre-match they they seem to be going double team going after batista kane has rvd in a gorilla press slam position to drop him on Batista, but yeah, instead Kane it's just, just goes to the side and throws RVD out over the top. I, I quite liked it from a story point of view.
1: Yeah. Um we get Taker and Lesnar squaring off a couple of times after this, mm-hmm. um, and I, I guess it's a callback to some, you know, like Lesnar's sort of early reign. He had yeah. um, a nice wee uh, storyline with Undertaker. Um, Kane and Batista get involved though. Like we said, he's got Kane, Taker, Lesnar, and Batista. Uh, what have we got? Lesnar suplex and Batista, F five and Kane. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and then Taker and Lesnar go at it. Um, there's a, there's a point here where Taker looks like he's almost going to go right over, and, and Lesnar sort of pulls him back. Yep. Into the ring. Yeah. Uh, he has a tombstone on on Lesnar. And yeah. then eliminates Batista. Yes. So we've got brothers of destruction and Lesnar. Um, this annoyed me, Adam. I know I'm getting annoyed a lot. So, so Taker double crosses Kane. That's not what annoyed me. He eliminates him. But then Batista comes back in and hits Taker with chair. For what reason? Yeah, I didn't get. He eliminated them clean.
0: Uh huh. And I didn't get where, because I don't think it goes anywhere. I don't Mm-mm. think, you know... I, That's, I that was the it. reason
1: I looked forward. Yeah.
0: To see. I, I, if there was going to be a programme between the two and a match between the two, I would get it. I mean, I don't think Batista, physically is, but I don't think Batista's there to be Mm-mm. going uh, one-on-one against Taker. But yeah, it just it didn't seem... I don't know, it didn't fit. It felt weird and unnecessary.
1: And that does enough to distract Undertaker and Lesnar pretty much eliminates him straight away and he's a winner and he's got a wrestlemania up to do a shooting star press and damn near break his neck yeah overall quite a good fun rumble i didn't have an issue with it really yeah from for michaels (laughs) um interestingly you know when you look back at the competitors not a lot of no no job guys really Mm -hmm. no callbacks to like you know normally we get a an older Wrestler, a honky tonk man, or a or a um, superfly Jimmy Snooker or whatever, nothing like that. They're, they're just it's clearly a stacked roster across the board.
0: Yeah. See. So, yeah.
1: There you go. Overall, Angle Benoit, a real show show uh, stealer, I would say. Yeah,
0: and rumbles are always fun. So yeah, yeah it's was uh, yeah uh, a good show, very much headlined by Angle Benoit. But Definitely. yeah, good.
1: So, where are we going now? You told me that you normally thought about it. So, I I, I have now. I've I've thought about it now.
0: I've got two things in mind. Oh. How do I decide between the two? Or do I just go for... Right, right. Okay, okay. Okay, he's decided. We're going to go for SummerSlam 2004.
1: Oh Now That's not good, is... Michael, is it?
0: Oh God, I hope not. Oh,
1: that's, once... two, that's two thousand five. There's
0: this uh, one kind of main reason why. I w- oh God, I just saw something on the card. One kind of main reason why I wanted to <laughs> go for the Ken, I, I know exactly what you just looked at.
1: Because I, th- I think we have both quite enjoyed. <laughs> I think I've looked at this card before and, and thought about it as well. Sorry, I went i looked at it. I think we both
0: quite enjoyed the evolution storyline. And Uh uh, there's obviously a great programme between Triple H and Batista that kind of comes out of that uh, at a later stage. But what it took me back to was uh, Randy Orton uh, winning his his first title. Sorry for any spoiler. Uh, And I just kind of wanted to see how that played out. So uh, that that was what drew me to this. uh, Brilliant. Yeah, but it was between this and one other. When I look at the card, it's not all going to be great, but mm. hopefully hopefully, enough of it will be entertaining to make it worth watching.
1: Are you thinking the Till Death Do Us Part Lita Marries The Winner match might not be the highlight? Oh, no, I'm fine with that. I think that'll be okay, a great, okay. great match. Well I, well, I quickly talk through it? Yeah, go for it. Um, okay, so we've got Kidman, Paul London and Mysterio versus the Dudley Boys to kick us off. Uh, the till death do us part. Leah marries the winner match. Matt Hardy versus Kane. Uh, Booker T versus John Cena. Best of five series apparently. Number yep. f- the f- the first match in the series. Um, uh, amazing looking Intercontinental title triple threat match. Edge versus Jericho versus Batista. Yep. Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle. Fantastic. Who on earth is Luther Reigns? I have no idea. And why is he with Kurt Angle? Eugene versus Triple know.
0: H. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, WWE heavyweight title match, JBL versus The Undertaker. And then, as you've discussed, Chris Benoit versus Randy Orton. I'm up for it. I've never seen it. Definitely never seen oh, it. Oh, excellent. Uh, like the other uh, highlight of the show is going to be JBL's entrance music because you get yes. this. Mm, and that's what it's all about. Tremendous. <laughs> well, I will look forward to that. I tell you what, I don't think I've ever watched a SummerSlam that's been poor. So, Excellent. That's same fit those are famous last words <laughs> i'm sure i've looked at this before as well and thought do you know what i don't know if i've got eugene triple h in me but i definitely have let's do that
0: why does it get 14 minutes
1: <laughs> oh because it's triple h yeah of course Oh, <laughs> please don't tell me eugene does six belly belly suplexes well, we'll see we shall see yes oh well adam enjoy the um the new year celebrations when they come yep cheers you too next time we talk it'll be 2023 get your yeah. thinking cap on for um august 2004 what do you think the uk number one will be got it excellent yeah confidence well yes um happy new year when it comes and uh, you we shall speak in the new year great until then take it easy adam
0: Cheers, you too. Cheers.
1: Speak to you soon. Oops.